Get Involved Referee is brought to you by Pressbox PR. Pressbox PR puts your brand on the map. From a chat over a pint to the headline of a website, Pressbox PR takes your brand and gives it the recognition that it deserves. With a proven track record with multiple clients, you'll be able to see your press go beyond the box with Pressbox PR. Check out pressboxpr.co.uk for more information. Hello and welcome to Get Involved Referee, when this week we pour over the second round of fixtures in the SPFL Premiership. And we'll also have a look at uh, the European action, big decision last week uh, in Rangers game over in Belgium. And of course, they're in action again in the second leg against Union Saint-Gilles. Joining me, Lindsay Heron, tonight is Des Roach. Des, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us again. No problem at all. Regular Monday Monday event. Exactly. Uh, another busy weekend in Scottish football. A few red cards, a few meaty challenges and some controversial decisions. We wouldn't like it any other way. Absolutely not. It gives us something to discuss and something to have an opinion on. Let's start up in the Highlands then. Ross County against Celtic. Quite a tricky game actually for Celtic. It turned out they were 1-1 for a while until they got the two late goals and won comfortably in the end. Didn't seem to be too much in the game at the time, Des, but just been looking back at it and there was a, a pretty bad challenge on uh, Greg Taylor by Conor Randall uh, just in the build-up to Kyogo's opening goal, which hasn't been highlighted at all by the referees or subsequently, if you if, if, you've know, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I've got to admit it was something that, that bypassed myself when watching it. However, obviously speaking for yourself, it seems as if it was a it was a meaty challenge. I, I can't comment. It's not taking a cop out of it. I didn't see it. Nothing's been made of it. However, I'm sure that the compliance officer and people will be watching it. And if there is to be retrospective uh, retribution, so to speak, then I'm I'm sure it'll be I'm sure it'll be called upon. I'm I'm not doing the three blind mice. I genuinely didn't see it. It might be one of those situations where, you know, it's the build up to a goal. So that's the first pass. Taylor goes down and then bang, bang, bang. Celtic have got the ball in the net and it's all that sort of celebrations afterwards. So yep. maybe the referee's kind of caught up in all of that rather than the incident. Quite probably. If that had happened, I would say, yeah, the referee's played advantage or didn't deem it to be sufficient enough to, to call back. But as you say, it's it's went on, it's led to a goal. Nobody's talking about that wee foul that happened there. Mm -hmm. And as I say, if it's of enough severity, mm -hmm. it will be it will be looked back at. We haven't heard much from the, the new compliance officer, have we, in uh, in recent weeks or even last season? I couldn't even tell you their name. <laughs> well, Andrew <laughs> Phillips is a new man. Is that, is that who it is? Yeah. yeah. He was actually put in place last year, Des, but he's been pretty quiet. Yeah, yeah. He's maybe working from home and getting out of the office on. <laughs> <laughs> That's possibly. That's possibly. But listen, See, the less we hear of the compliance officer, it's got to be for the good of the football and it's got to be for the good of refereeing and, and good for teams. And also, what, what do you say? A good referee is one you don't notice. So maybe a good compliance officer is one you don't know. <laughs> exactly. Another, well, one other contentious issue in the Celtic game, Maurice Jens scores a great goal he's on his debut and then he runs into the crowd, having already been booked, should have been sent off. Quite simply, yes. Yes, if you if you jump into the crowd, if you take your top off, it's an automatic yellow card. Mm -hmm. So therefore, yeah, it should be a, a second caution. I know at that time of the game when he scored to make it 2-1, it was very late on. Tensions are high, lots of euphoria, but laws are laws. It's a, it's a caution. It's, it should have been a caution. And if it's a second caution, got to be brave enough to do it. Uh, I, I would never advocate. I think that that kind of celebration and euphoria should be encouraged 
as a football fan and as a as, as someone who games are about scoring goals and winning games, don't dull it, don't take that away. While in the spirit of the, the law, I don't agree with it. But if it's a law, it's a law. Yeah, it should have been a yellow, second yellow card. It seems to be a, a situation which is not always followed through on. I mean, I remember, I think a, a Rangers player did something similar at a away ground. I can't remember quite which one it was. But again, it, the, the second yellow wasn't applied. Uh, but I was at a game at St Mirren Park a few seasons ago when a player was sent off straight away for going into the crowd or just celebrating with the fans at the edge of the, of the main of the stand behind the goal I think the way that they look at it is it's endangering the safety of the fans because mm. you're going to get that crush you're going to get people coming forward which I understand that people have to go to these games and, and be safe but have a feel for the game have a feel for the situation is it that bad a thing to do personally no but again you safeguard that by going well What's the repercussions? So it's a, it's a difficult one. It is a difficult one. Will that lead to then a bit of an SFA sort of post-match? Mm, you know, you made a mistake there, old son. I would hope not because Don had a, Don had a really, really good game there. Again, yeah. nobody's talking about, about there. And Don's been entrusted with the Rangers away at Livingston mm -hmm. in the first game of the season. Celtic away at Ross County in the second game of the season. So you've got two big hitters away at two tough venues mm -hmm. in the first two weeks of the season. You don't get that if you're not trusted. Don is obviously a very safe pair of hands. We've we've talked him up here numerous times. Yeah, really, really good referee, um, and I think those two appointments show that. I wouldn't like to think that the SFA would go looking for him. No, on that. But he has made a mistake in your view, and Celtic have got away with one. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, obviously, Jens would miss, miss the next couple of matches for yeah. the, the the double yellow sort of thing. Yeah, oh, well, not the next couple. It'll, not be, the, um, it'll be two weeks down two the line. Weeks time when it comes round. Yeah. Mm. Okay, let's go to Ibrox then. Uh, Rangers Kilmarnock, pretty quiet affair in terms of refereeing decisions again in that one. There weren't too many moments to discuss. Um, there was some suggestion of a, a handball by Alan Power when a ball came in from the left-hand side. You've had a look at it, Des. What did you think? I'm quite happy that that wasn't given as a penalty kick. Alan Power is he's running into the penalty area. He's not making himself, they use the word unnatural, he's not making himself unnaturally bigger. Again, close proximity for the, for the ball coming at him. He's running, he's trying to change direction, his arms out of the side. I'm, I'm quite happy with that. I, I don't even think Rangers would be looking for a penalty. You, you look at the players, there wasn't much reaction from any of the players. It was more of a reaction from the commentary mm -hmm. saying, oh, it's hit his arm, then, then they've looked at it. And then post-match, nobody's spoken about it. Mm -hmm. So these things happen. All It's a contact sport, it's a physical sport, it's close proximity. These things are going to happen. The ball's going to hit you. Might hit you in the arm, might hit you in the nose. <laughs> these things just... These things occur during a natural game of football. Mm -hmm. I think some of the Kelly people thought that the Rangers' second goal, there might have been a hint of offside about it. I know you've had a look at that. It seems to come off the Kelly defender when the ball comes back to Morelos. As soon as it comes off the commander defender, Morelos is onside. So no, absolutely not. And you, you could guarantee as soon as Morelos come on that game, you know he's going to score. <laughs> it, it, that's, just his, that's just his job. But again, to look at the referee... That's Kevin's first game this season. He didn't he didn't take a game in the week one. Put him straight into Ibrox. Yep. And Rangers' first game at home. Who's talking about Kevin Clancy? Yep. Nobody. So he's been in there. He's done a, a first-class job. It'll build his confidence again. So from the first two weeks, Don and Kevin backing up Nick. I think it's been a, a good start to the season for, for our guys. Yeah, because you talked about Kevin needing a good season and a good start and, yep. and that type of thing. So that, that will give him you know a lot of confidence from that performance, you think? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Kevin's been around, he's been a Category 1 referee for what, over 
10, 11, 12 years. He's a FIFA referee. He's been all these big games. He didn't have a bad season last year. He mm -hmm. just maybe didn't have as consistent a season as he would have liked. Yeah. By Jove, he's been in there first game of the season, Ibrox. Nobody's talking about him. Front of a big crowd, he can build from here. Uh, and he's a great, great referee. And it'll be proved as he moves on. I mean, I know Hearts Hibs, or Hibs Hearts rather, was on the Sunday, but let's go to that one because a couple of big moments in that game which got people talking. It's obviously alive in the telly and it was actually quite a good game for an Edinburgh Derby. Normally it's all blood and thunder, but there was some decent football at times. Aye, football broke out in between the fights occasionally, <laughs> didn't it? So then, you know, the, the, the opening goal scored by Lauren Shanklin, lovely bit of play actually, good ball in from Barry Mackay and uh, Shanklin takes it on what we think is his chest, oblique top of his arm. I remember at the time, but Redo Scotland were actually complaining and screaming that it was a definite penalty. Wait till you see this. But you've looked at it and you're, you're fairly sure, aren't you? I listened to the same Radio Scotland and I would use, um, I think it was Michael Stewart, not that I'm quoting Michael Stewart particularly often, uh, it came off his oakster. <laughs> a fantastic word. Medical term. A medical term, but the ball in from Barry Mackay, first of all, what a ball, a reverse ball in, tremendous. To me, it is not a handball. Yes, the ball has struck him. He's used his chest. He's used his upper arm. Mm -hmm. It's not went below the t-shirt line as they as they're looking at now. Is that is that the rule then? T-shirt line. I think that's the that's the that's the common denominator on that is in the rule. So mm. your t-shirt line. Depends how long your t-shirt. Exactly. <laughs> I think I'd be wearing one to my knees. Um, <laughs> but for me, no, that's not a, that's not a handball. And if it was referred to VAR, I think Brian McLaughlin commented on it he's obviously spoken to someone there um, and saying that VAR wouldn't have been wouldn't be called into question but mm -hmm. no it was a good goal uh, he's brought it down and he scored for me no questions to answer so Hearts are leading and then the fourth official puts up his board five extra minutes and of course inevitably the, the returning hero Martin Boyle has the final say in the derby and pops up with a goal in something like four minutes and 40 seconds yep to get the equaliser, Hearts fans are screaming, why was there five minutes? That's just a conversation between John and his fourth official, my old compadre, who would have been here. We would have a, a dialogue and say, I'm thinking three minutes, four minutes. What do you think? And we would have that discussion between us. Now, you take into account substitutions. Mm -hmm. You take into account injuries. Take into account time wasting. Mm -hmm. Take into account the ball out of the, the field of play. So these can accumulate, but I'll guarantee you, it's only Hearts who are saying, why five minutes? Um, <laughs> and you could guarantee it was going to be Martin Boyle on four minutes and 49 seconds. So there's a lot of factors that, that build into to added on time. Now, what they do say, they do say it's a minimum of added time. So they don't say, right, it's three minutes added time, it's five minutes added time. The stadium announcer is informed and they have done for a number of years. It's, there is a minimum mm -hmm. of five minutes added time. So that could have been a cumulative of factors that, that got them to that stage. That's quite a good way of describing it then because some people want to know when does the referee have to blow his whistle to call time? Do you wait for a phase of play to end? Like you say, five minutes minimum or you know, do you wait for the ball to go out or how does it work? If I have given three minutes, five minutes, whatever, whatever, whatever specified time you've given, mm -hmm. if there is a phase of play where a team is attacking, I would let, in, if you said three minutes and you're at two minutes and 58 and this team is attacking, you'll let that phase run out because they can score, they can put it wide, they can they can do whatever. But if you blow that whistle on three minutes and they're in this, the motion of striking or that ball hits that back of the net and you've blown that whistle, you're going to look like Clive Thomas in 1978, as we said about. <laughs> and that is the worst thing in the world. So yes, 
you're not breaking the law. It's a minimum of that time. You would sensibly allow it to play out. Because yeah. all, all you're doing is you're drawing attention to yourself if you do something stupid. Uh, for our younger listeners, Clive Thomas was a Welsh referee who uh, gave Brazil a corner, didn't he, in that game and uh, allowed the ball to be, the kick to be taken, then blew his whistle. The next minute, the ball's in the back of the net. That blows the whistle mid-air. <laughs> so you don't set yourself up for these falls. So if it was me and as John would have done, you allow that phase of play to go. Mm-hmm. As soon as it's come to an actual end, whether it's a goal, goal kick or whatever, then it's off. Allow them that. Allow them that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, a couple of unsavoury incidents in that game as well, Des. Yeah. Um, Alec Cochran of Hearts was getting pelted by various objects, including chips that looked like, which is a bit of a strange one. And I think he was hit by a lighter well, as well, which isn't too clever at all. He, a bit of a bang in the head. And then some Hibs fans come onto the pitch when the, the, the equalising goal went in. So this has crept in a little bit, hasn't it, the last few years? I was hoping that towards the end of last year when we, we highlighted this and it was it was noted in the media that the start of the new season, it's a fresh start and, and clubs have obviously been quite strong with their own fans and, and speaking to them. Mm-hmm. So it's very disappointing. But am I surprised? Hearts-Hibs game, second game of the season, a great day in Edinburgh, sun shines out, it's a 12 o'clock kickoff. guys have been out the night before and probably up early on the Sunday morning as well. I'm not surprised, I'm disappointed, mm-hmm. but it's something that we, we can't have. Nobody should have any interactions with any of the players or officials on that field of play. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that Hibernia will be taking, taking all the, the strides that they can to, to eradicate this. Oh, indeed, absolutely. Um, okay, let's go to Petardry then. Um, Aberdeen against St Mirren. A terrific victory for Jim Goodwin's team. 4-1. A couple of goals for their new striker, Bojan Majowski, which is marvellous. And what a strike from uh, the young lad they just got in from, from Liverpool, didn't they? Oh, that was... That was that was top draw. That was almost Steven Gerrard against <laughs> was it was it Fenerbahce or Roma or something like that back at Anfield. That was a, a tremendous strike, absolutely mm. tremendous. But yeah, great win for Aberdeen. Disappointing for St. Mun. Uh, I've got to admit, I've got a, a wee fear for for my local team. Indeed, not a great return to Petardry for Declan Gallagher in a number of uh, levels. First time he's he's he gets a book booking for a foul in uh, Hayden Coulson, which left the the young lad with quite a bad injury. Des. Yep. Well, you can't sanction somebody for a severity of injury mm-hmm. to a player. When you look at it, you go, okay, I can I can accept a yellow card there. Was it a genuine attempt to play the ball? I would like to think that it was. Did it endanger the safety of an opponent? Mm, yeah, it probably did. I'm not one for these yellow and a half or a, an amber card. He's pushed, he's pushed the limits there. Yeah. He's pushed the limits. If a red card had been given... I could understand it, but I'm quite happy with the yellow card. And I think Alan Muir was right to give the yellow card mm-hmm. because it was a an extended leg. And I don't know if, the more I talk, I'll probably talk myself out of it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll I'll take the yellow card. But he certainly pushed pushed the limits of his of his chances there. And then, of course, on the yellow, um, he's trying to make a block in his own penalty area on the ground. His right arm is is out, and Alan has given a penalty for for handball. And quite correctly as well. Declan Gallagher got hit in his chest. I don't know why. <laughs> why he's hit in his chest? Seeing he's got a heart in there or something. But <laughs> um, no, it was. He's used his arm as a post. To, he's fallen. Quite right. That's not a problem. He's fallen. He's tried to balance himself, mm-hmm. which is fine. If the ball had hit him while he's balancing, okay, the ball's hit him. Fine. Fair enough. But he's used that arm as a lever to then push his body across to try and block it. So at that point in time, it becomes a tool for him to to make himself bigger and, and block it. Mm-hmm. So not quite happy with that. Definitely a second yellow and an ordering off. 
and it was obviously quite influential in the outcome of the game, although Aberdeen did play particularly well. Um, there was a second penalty in the match. This one looked a bit soft to me, Des. Uh, Johnny Hayes kind of gone in on uh, Greg Kilty, and Alan was quick to point to the spot. Again, I'm okay with that one. See if, if that foul had happened in, in the halfway line. That's mm-hmm. that's why there was no repercussions from it, because it's just a foul. Right. And if it's a foul outside the area, if it's a foul in, in the halfway line, are you going to give it? Are you quite happy? Go, oh, okay, right, fine, foul, go on with it. It's happened inside the penalty area. It's just a foul. And if a foul happens inside the penalty area, it's a penalty kick. It wasn't an old-fashioned shoulder charge, was it? No. <laughs> no. Jo- is Johnny Hayes big enough to give a shoulder challenge? Oh, well, Greg's quite small as well, to be uh, fair. Yes, but Greg wasn't here, I think, at that point. <laughs> oh, well, so, you know, okay, so Alan's got, the, got them all right there in your yeah, view. Yeah, I'm, I'm, quite, I'm quite happy with that. No, no problems with that. Um, and then just finally to Motherwell against St Johnston, uh, Willie Collum in charge in that one. Yep. A um, couple of potential penalty incidents there as well, and neither of them were given. What were your views there? The first one, I think Ryan McGowan was uh, in behind Ross Tierney as he was breaking through, and Tierney seemed to make the most of it. He absolutely made the most of it. If He's jumped in front of him. I mean, I know Ryan McGowan's Australian, but it was like a kangaroo with a joey sitting, <laughs> sitting on him. He, he's put his body right in front of him saying, right, come on, hit me. Mm-hmm. That's basically it. Ryan McCown could have put his hand around him and honestly could have been sat lapping him like a baby. Uh, it, it was a, it was nothing, absolutely nothing. And Willie got that 100% correct. It from, was not a penalty kick. From that point of view, is, is Tierney guilty of trying to buy it? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, well, yes, try to buy it. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. He He's initiated the contact. Aye. So is it enough for, is it enough for, for simulation? Not no, because no. he's not dived. He's initiated contact. Contact has been made. He's went down. Well, he's not given it. Plays continued. Go on, mate. And, and St. Johnson were looking for one as well. Alec Mitchell was looked to be, sorry, Motherwell were looking for a yeah. penalty. I beg about a second penalty. Alec Mitchell was holding uh, Joe Efford uh, in the box. Um, and that, to you, looked like a, a clear one. To me, that is 100% a penalty kick. He's manhandling him. Mm-hmm. He's got his arms all around him. What, and we're not here, to, we've been praising Don, we've been praising Alan, we've been praising Kevin. We're not here to criticise anyone. In my opinion, Willie was static. When you see the when you see the stills coming in, Willie wasn't moving, but Mitchell had his arms all around him. The mm-hmm. only thing he didn't do, I mean, he's been dancing, he's cuddling him, he's grabbing him. <laughs> the only thing he didn't ask for was his phone number. <laughs> um, but it was a, he's just he's just manhandled him and hold him. So that should have been that should have been a penalty kick. So Willie's at one hundred percent correct. Yep. And in my opinion, one hundred percent wrong. And of course, Sod's Law, St Johnson. Go up the park in the death at the death of the game and grab a, a late winner. Yeah, to to win the game two one. First thing I've seen Callum Davidson smile for a while. <laughs> Gee, he's had a tough time of he it. He has, he has. But listen, he's a good, good manager. So he's 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 won one there. Okay, let's just focus then on Europe. Uh, Des obviously VAR is involved in at all levels in European football. Well, for the first time actually in qualifiers this season. And Rangers were the victims of, of a decision last week, which has been obviously discussed thoroughly across the board. But um, just to get your take on it, what, what do you feel about it? I mean, it seems to everyone that one of the harshest penalty decisions you could possibly imagine. I think it was a ridiculous decision to give. The referee has made... Now, VAR has come in, and the words that it's used always is a clear and obvious error. Mm-hmm. Now, while Conor Golson, I can accept, he's put his hands up as the the USG guy's going to take a strike. Mm-hmm. It's came off Davis, it's rebounded, and then it's hit Connor Goldson. So his hands is up, his hands are up as the strike's been taken. Mm-hmm. The referee is in close proximity, the player's in close proximity. That is not 
not a clear and obvious error. That is a judgment call from the referee, which they're paid to do. They're paid to make an opinion. Now, the fact as soon as he got that whistle in the air or chat in the air to go and look at the look at the look at the screen, you know it's going to come. You know he's going to overturn it and, and call a penalty kick. Now by the letter of law, and I know they say there's exemptions and, and all this and all that. These guys have got a letter of law down to the ground. Mm-hmm. They're not going to make an error on on that kind of minute minute detail. Yep. But for me, it wholly goes against the spirit of the game. Absolutely not. And it's not, as I've said just there, it's not not a clear and obvious error by the referee. For me, play on, play on. Nobody, don't even think the the Belgian team would have been been claiming for it. And if the ball had bounced it and just carried, they would have carried on as well. Mm-hmm. I, I think in that instance, that was entirely wrong. And is this is this probably one of the issues of, of VAR that um, once the, the, you know, the video referees are involved and they've made their minds up that they think it's a penalty, it's very difficult for the referee not to invoke that, that rule. I think it puts the referee under a lot of pressure mm-hmm. to accept the decision or to accept that there may be a different view. But if it was me and I didn't agree with it, I would go across, it's very easy saying it in, in hindsight. Yeah. But I would like to think that I would have the strength of character to say, no, I don't agree with that. I'm happy with my decision mm. and go back and start play. But hey, they're better than me. I was never, never that level. But as we say on here all the time, we'll give we'll give you our opinion and we'll give you the reasons why we would do it. Mm. But for that one, no, I think that was that was wrong. And although Rangers played very badly in that game and were lucky to escape with perhaps only two nothing, um, that goal could prove their downfall in terms of Champions League progression. Well, they've got to score three goals now, haven't they? Mm-hmm. They've got to, they've got to get two goals just to take it the extra time, mm-hmm. and to hope that their defence holds out and not lose a goal. So it could have massive repercussions going forward. But we'll only see that tomorrow evening. Interestingly, talking about the the second leg. Um, so this time last year, John Lundstrom was sent off in a similar qualifier. It was actually the second qualifying round against Alashkert of uh, Armenia. And the same referees at Ibrox uh, for this one. So I'm just wondering, you know, do referees remember, oh, wait a minute, there's that Philip Lundstrom. I sent him off last year. I better keep an eye on him. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> if I was due, I just wouldn't even put him on the starting lineup. <laughs> just start with 10. Uh, of course you remember players that, have, that, that you've came across, but you're going to come across hundreds of players every single season. Mm. And I would be astounded. In fact, I wouldn't even be astounded. It just won't happen. The referee, yes, he'll know who he is. He'll know that, oh, I've, had, I've sent him off before. It's not going to have a bearing on the game. Absolutely not. You just take the moment as it happens. And if Lundstrom goes in for a challenge and it's illegal or deemed a caution, he'll be sanctioned the same. I don't think the referee would be going out to, to look for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, like you say, it's only, I mean, like, you know, when you were working and you said, oh my God, I, I remember sending him off, you know, last season when he did this or that and the other. You know, subconsciously, even as a some kind of, I better watch it. What, what he's up to? Ah, well, you'd be lying if you. You'd be an absolute liar if you said <laughs> no. I, 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 I don't know who he is. Mm-hmm. Of course you're doing, but that's how you manage games. Whether it's John Lundstrom who's been sent off, or whether it's um, Connor Goldson, you know that. Or oh, if the ball's in the corner, he he tends to do this, or he uses his arms, or he's quite prone to jumping in for a tackle. That's game management. That's referee preparing for a game, but it won't impact upon the decisions that he makes. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's probably better that he knows because if he's clever enough, it could maybe buy, run by Lindstrom after maybe twenty minutes, or if he's been in for a couple of these silly challenges, he actually might loosen 
the ropes a wee bit for him mm-hmm. and say, right, I'll give him a wee bit more leeway because he, he might think that there could be a repercussion that, oh, if I sent him off for the second time or not, but that wouldn't, that shouldn't come into it. No. It shouldn't, it should just be, it's there on its merits, but the referee does his game management, who takes free kicks, who takes corner kicks, who comes up, who, um, who are the defenders. That's what we do. We, we, we do our research before the game. So it's just game management, but it won't have any impact upon how John Lundstrom should be playing. He is a very experienced fellow. Tassos Sidaropoulos, I think is his name. I'll believe you on that. Exactly. 42 years of age. But uh, I mean, he's covered games in, you know, in Paris Saint-Germain, Barcelona, Arsenal, Juventus. So, I mean, this guy's got great pedigree. So you'd imagine it's a good referee actually to handle a game of this stature. That's why he's there. That's why he's there because he's this, this game actually is probably going to be pretty high on UEFA's radar mm-hmm. tomorrow night because look at Ibrox over the last few years it's a cauldron on a European night pretty much say that the home atmosphere got Rangers to the to the final last year so they're not going to put a rookie in there they're not going to put somebody in there who'll be intimidated by the crowd they're not going to put in somebody in there who's not up for the test so I think it's a good appointment Okay then just to wrap things up Des uh, as we've been starting this season we need to find out who your ref of the week is who would you go for for their performances over the weekend? Now it was down to two, down to Kevin Clancy and Don Robertson. I know we say they sh- potentially should have a caution up at Ross County, mm-hmm. but I'm going to give it to Don because he's been entrusted for the first two weekends, having Rangers away from home, Celtic away from home, in tough environments, mm-hmm. coming out of the game pretty much unscathed. None of the managers are looking for him and he is building upon his reputation, building upon his confidence. So I'm quite happy to, to go with Don Robertson as my referee of the week. Excellent. Well done, Don. The usual prize will be on his way to him as we speak. (laughs) Yes. Centre of a donut. (laughs) That's all for Get Involved Referee this week. Thanks for listening. We'll join you next time. Thank you.